Dude, like, yeah, NBA oh, players man. are being born in the thousands. Yeah, now. we're way yeah, past just, that. Exactly. Point now. Yeah. yeah. Th- when you're in the thousand territory, you're just like, wait, what? 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 You were born after 2000? Randall, we haven't. After. I know that we're. Christ? Belaboring the clap, but Randall. That's yeah, fine. Anthony Edwards uh, comments <laughs> yeah. on A Rod. Uh, hilarious. So Fucking hilarious. Oh, I want to know. I want to know. Alex Rodriguez. You didn't know who he was. Yes. Which is fucking what? awesome. Yes, but we don't know if it's a bit. We don't know if he's doing it. I don't think so. A-Rod has been pretty irrelevant for a long yeah, time. But that's, also, uh, that's fair. Last time he was relevant, it was because he was like dating Madonna. And that was a long time ago. Yeah, but, like <clears throat> his playing days ended, what, over a decade ago at this point? Not a decade. No, he was still playing in like 2000. He played for a long time, but he... He he fizzled though. I feel like his career didn't end on like a high note. He kind of just was like, I get paid a lot and I, not very good, you know. But he was like, like a the, mega popular, like one right. of the most popular players. He was like on the, the, the most, most known franchise, like the <laughs> highest paid player of like of all time. Like yeah. what hit that contract was yeah. like he's the highest paid player in any sport yeah. ever. So in he history. still was an all star in 2011. Oh, what? Wow. But that's uh, is it fan voting shit, though? Because that's I don't know if it is. But okay, if you're getting fan voted, like you're still pretty popular. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And John Hines. Hi there. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games, video kicking games. off our second year of video games, uh, or at least the start of the second year after our uh, little start anniversary celebration. Yeah. <laughs> or start of the third year. Yeah. <laughs> How does time work? So it's short. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we're going back in time, back to the future. But uh, <laughs> God, what an idiot. But anyways. <laughs> Um, we are back as always to talk about some video games because that is what we do. That's what we talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, John, I know you finally have a setup where you uh, have been uh, delving into your uh, long kind of dormant Steam account uh, <laughs> yes. after picking up a, a recent purchase. Oh man, yeah. The last purchase I made on my Steam account was in 2016. Nice. I think. Nice. So I've been. Better times before. Oh, man. Every once in a while, just pulling it up and being like, yeah, one day I'll have a computer that can play those games. Yes. Uh, I, I think I sent a, a text to the, or maybe to the Discord of yeah. the condition my old computer was in that I uh, accidentally stepped on in 2016. <laughs> it's a laptop. Uh, yeah, it didn't do great, and I didn't have the funds at the time to replace it. Oh. Uh so I've been delving into my both the Steam account, my uh, Epic account for the first yeah. time. Yeah, all those free games Hell that yeah. they've been putting out. Everything yeah. that I post in our in our deals channel and our Discord. That. Yes, oh, yes. My free. I have not spent a single dollar on Epic, and I Me still neither. have a library of several dozen <laughs> games. Yeah, Isn't that incredible. They put out some, and some really good stuff too. Honestly, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes. One game in particular that I ha- I don't even remember when I bought it because it it must have been on sale at some point because, again, I only even had a Mac at the time. I didn't have a PC, and now yep. I have a, a gaming laptop 
Um, nice. And I can run on the lowest graphical settings, mm-hmm. No Man's Sky. <laughs> nice. Yes. And this is a game, you know, I've obviously back in 2016 when I last had a Steam account was brand new. Mm-hmm. And you well, know. I'm really curious because they there's a pretty new patch that just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I talked about this on the podcast a long time ago, like pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And that was even after many, many quality of life patches and like it had already come a long way. But now I feel like I've I've heard that it's like beyond that. So I'm kind of curious to what your first impressions are based on uh, on my experience and, and just in general. Very similar to your first experience with the game. Like, I'm not sure if it's, you know, set up for every player when they first play in the exploration mode or the standard mode of the game yeah. that it's pits you on i started on a planet that had hazardous weather conditions i think yours was like a toxic or poison planet mine was i tried it twice and yeah it was it was heat one time and poison another time <laughs> gotcha because mine was ice and like okay incredibly <laughs> low temperatures and storms would come by that would like drastically decrease the temperature and okay. I also very nearly died right off the bat because I was like, all right, I don't know how this game controls. Apparently I need sodium. Uh, <laughs> what, do I, uh, what can I harvest that's nearby? Uh, didn't die, made it. Uh, but man, it actually really reminds me like aesthetically to, I know this game came out much later and after the fact, but Journey to the Savage Planet like yeah 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 just in terms of like color scheme i I was just gonna say the colors the really bright like yeah yeah and like you know um, you're encountering uh the wildlife in the area and at least the one that i was encountering like kind of felt reminiscent of journey of the savage planet but without the like i don't know weird gross out humor or like you're not blowing up these enemies and having them explode in like a pile it's not in your face right yeah it's Uh, more atmospheric it's definitely leaning into that tone more than the the it's shoving it in your face yeah yeah but like i don't know I i think i was expecting a more i don't know sleek or like i wasn't expecting the uh, act, like visual game that I got and like that kind of caught me off guard a little bit uh, it's not a bad thing but it was just very different than what I was expecting I, I think right off the bat but as I was playing more I got to you know the it gives you a nice little tutorials like oh you need to repair your ship and get to that point where you can actually do like space travel and like as soon as I got like my ship into a condition that I could fly. I was really hooked because like one of the first things is like getting into space for the first time and just having that tangible feeling of distance where, you know, you're trying to get to a place and you have a warp drive and that drastically reduces the amount of time you get there, but you only have enough energy to use it for so long. And then, like, you have to, you then have your normal uh, thrusters, and then you have a boost on top of that that you can use. But even when you're, you know, not, you don't have the precision down, like, you still have, like, a minute, basically, of, of descent. 
Like it, uh, even if like you use your warp drive to get down to like one second away, as soon as you kick down into a like lower uh, speed, then that drastically increases the descent time. And like going into atmosphere, then further reduces it. And like right, just that that feeling of space travel that really doesn't exist in another game, or at least not any game that I've ever played. No, and, it it feels really tangible. Yeah. Ooh. And like that alone was like, yeah, this was worth whatever I paid for it five years ago <laughs> that I don't remember. But yeah, man, I, I, I had a similar experience where like the I don't know if I mentioned this when I talked about it the first time, but like the the very first time I booted up after like the frustration. But the first time I figured things out and yeah, when I took off into space. I did like I had all the lights off. I actually was playing with headphones on. I was actually pretty stoned when I was playing it for the first time. And that first blast off into space, like you said, John, like going from like it it feels so tangible. I I just keep using that same word, but like going for where you can see like you're you're like focusing where you want to fly towards like, oh, I want to go to there's a planet or there's something interesting I want to fly towards. And it's like you aim at it and it's like that'll take me 40 minutes to fly there. Mm -hmm. And then you kick it into warp drive and it's like, oh, it'll be two minutes. But even still, like I was playing it on PlayStation and like the rumble on the controller, like it really kind of like kicks in and like really shit like it really felt effective uh, especially with the headphones on and really getting immersed in the experience. Like I really felt like, Oh man, I'm going to be live out my own star Trek fantasies. Like it was such a cool experience of feeling like you're really in space and in in a video game. Oh, a a thing that I was doing, like most, I was actually, I booted it up today to like play a little bit more and see, you know, if there's anything else I could do. And one of the things that I ended up doing was even I was traveling on the same planet And like you can set a marker like as you're walking and like it'll still tell you give you a time frame of like how far something is. And like if I was on foot, it would have taken me 15 hours to get there. (laughs) And then I like get into my ship and I'm like going to fly. And I didn't I honestly thought it was like on another planet when I first like found it. (laughs) Or like like first marked it as a checkpoint or a waypoint to go to. And once I I was like, oh, I'll just fly there and I get in my ship and then I realize that it's, you know, just over the horizon. It's not actually on a different planet. And I'm like, all right. So I like I had like I think it was like 45 minutes by like flying in the atmosphere. And then I was like, oh, if I get out of this like planet's atmosphere, I'll be able to like you the boost will go from like 500, whatever the speed is like. Uh, to like, I know it like caps out at like 2,500. Like, if I get a- escape atmosphere, so I just like pointed myself straight up, left the planet's like atmosphere, and just warped around like the planet a little bit more and got Jeez. there in like a minute. And like, wow, it just like that's not accomplishing anything, that's just like moving you know, yeah. like, to a place, like, but like that little problem solving in your head like it's just instead of i don't uh, i don't know like i i really don't you don't get that in other games no the open-endedness of that yeah how you want to approach it right right and that's just movement that's not like accomplishing anything when you get there (laughs) which is a whole nother thing like but that just felt good and i was like oh yeah like i have what four charges of like the thrusters to like actually take off in my spaceship before I have to like find more uh 
resources in order to craft the fuel that I can use to keep doing that. So like it does, you know, not force you but like you you need to uh explore and gather stuff as you're like going from point to point Mm -hmm. you can't just like endlessly go place but like yeah again those restrictions make it feel more lived in or more i don't know lived in is a great that that's even better than tangible (laughs) (laughs) do you do you see yourself like digging deeper into this and playing more i do but like at the same time like I don't know. Like I, I, I think what I was expecting the game to be was a little bit more streamlined in certain ways. Like I'm, I'm very yeah. excited to go to new planets and to scan new things and to get <laughs> new, like resources from different rocks. Naturally. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the whole thing that I like in envy game. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the part of the reason I asked is because while you were talking, I looked it up and it does have crossplay and mm. it is on oh, Game wow. Pass. So between PS4, Game Pass on Xbox, PC, like I, this is a game that wow. if we were to sync up and play some online like that, I'd be way more interested in delving into that territory. So if you guys are interested in the future and maybe touching down, a, touching down on another planet, mm, if you right. will. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I would definitely be interested in checking this out with you guys. I will say that while it does technically run on my computer, <laughs> it does take, I did time it also. Uh, it takes a full two minutes of the opening loading screen to start. Oh, so the fans run at high speed, huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would uh, necessarily work maybe in a multiplayer setting, but although you, you've got the PS4 from DJ. Oh, but I would need, he to has buy. that game. It's, P- it's PS plus. It was PS plus. Well, then, I'm almost positive. Cause it was a, P- I'm pretty sure when it launched, it was like a PS plus thing. Cause it was it, it was, I know it was, a, it was a big Sony thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I might be talking some of that out of my ass, but I know it's crossplay for sure. And I would definitely no promises by any means, but I would definitely be curious to sync up with you guys because that would maybe give me a little kick to check it out again. Me oh, too. Yeah. But anything else you're kind of excited uh, on PC wise, John? Or oh. is that kind of your main thing or just looking to dig through that Steam backlog? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like I there I have so many games on my Steam library that I just don't remember getting or <laughs> probably like, in bundles oh, and stuff yeah. like oh, humble bundles 100 percent. and, and mm-hmm. i've the one that i've loaded up and queued ready to go is diaries of a spaceport janitor Ooh, uh, but, that was in the itchio bundle too so ooh, I, let nice. me know because i will happily check that out sync up with you on that oh yeah but other it than looks that so cool it's just games that I've played a hundred hours of on every platform. Yeah, if I ever want to play Skyrim, I now have another <laughs> platform I can play it again. <laughs> and not to—I'm not going to sidetrack us here, but Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor kind of has that PS1 era aesthetic a little bit. That kind of low res, yeah. Back to that a little bit from last uh, week or a couple weeks ago, but nice. From there, I just wanted to briefly mention because I haven't played too much of it. Um, this game called Kunai. It's a 2D side-scrolling Metroidvania platformer um, that kind of has like a not it's like a 16-bit 
pixel art aesthetic kind of, but more it uses like a monochrome, like in the sense that like it, it's got kind of Game Boy aesthetics at the mm. same time, but being higher res than that. Okay. But you essentially play as this like tablet <laughs> and like your face is like just this like smiling robot tablet. Okay. And it's like, it feels a little weird at first. Like it, there's actually a demo for this game. So I it was on sale for like six or seven bucks. Um, and it, it, it had caught my eye in the past and I was just like, you know what? It's got a demo. Why don't I check it out? Right. And I ended up buying it immediately after playing the demo. Look at that. The like demo was, works. Yeah. It was so, so cool. It's like, that, like I said, for a quick second, it was like the controls feel like maybe a little floaty for for just a second. Like you kind of have like a little bit of drift or glide to the movement of your character and you jump like really, really high or higher than you would expect mm-hmm. um, at first. But at the same time, like once you get into the movement, you get eventually you start with no weapons, but you kind of progress along. You pick up your katanas right off the bat. And then you can use those to kind of slash either left or right, up or down, one of four directions. And then you can actually, I didn't realize this right away, but like you'll come across enemies that are firing uh, bullets at you and stuff. You can actually slash those with your katanas like back at the enemies. But you can also kind of do like the Hollow Knight type stuff where you're like when you're platforming, you can jump like if you're above an enemy, you can slash downwards and like bounce off of them kind of. Nice. Um, But yeah, it's just got a really awesome, again, that aesthetic just really sucked me in. And then the soundtrack, amazing. Every zone I've made it to, I've gotten into like three or four zones, although I haven't even found a map chip yet. So I'm still kind of like exploring around. And like it seems like there's again because you're this tablet, you kind of get like unlock things and new chips that you got to plug into your uh, tablet, I guess, your head. <laughs> to okay. unlock stuff. And you get different hats and stuff for just like a goofy element of things. But then the other main mechanic of this game is a grappling hook, but it's not your normal grappling hook. It is a event. You actually just unlock one at first, and I was like, oh, this is sort of weird because you get your right grappling hook first, which is your right kunai. And that will launch at like an, a 45 degree angle up to the right. OK. And I was like, and this isn't a game that side scrolls to the right all the time. So I was like, well, that's interesting. So eventually you do a couple little platforming things with that grappling hook. And then eventually you get the left kunai, which now you use your left and right triggers to essentially shoot out these grappling hooks again, almost Spider-Man style nice. where you're like slinging webs. So like if there's like a, a long vertical shaft. You can essentially like sling from side to side and then scale a wall that way. And you can even like grab a wall and it's very physics-y. Like so you can grab the corner of it if you have momentum going and like swing around like underneath and wrap yourself up to get up higher to higher levels. That sounds awesome. Um, It's just it has a really amazing sense of momentum. Like I was getting so fucking pumped while I was playing this game. Like I, I just cannot wait to play more. It does look like there's more weapons beyond the katanas. Like it looks like you can get some guns later. Looks like there's tons of other upgrades. Um, and, and the world and like setting is just really cool. I'm, I'm getting kind of into it. Like it, again, it, it didn't, there was something about it, like just at, at a glance and in the trailers, I was like, it looks cool, but I don't know. Yeah. And like in action, it's like, get, get that. I don't know out of here. Like it's, <laughs> it, it is like, it is cool. Like it, it's, it's just so, I don't know. It, it feels so good to play the little like dialogue sequences between characters. Like there's, you get into little, like, uh, like, a you can just tell you're like, here's a, a base kind of that are people have dug out and you can talk to them see if you can upgrade you collect coins and stuff for upgrades and stuff but yeah i've I've come across a few like i don't think they're full-blown bosses i they seem more like mini bosses maybe one kind of actual boss but 
man, I, I just couldn't be more pleased with like a game that just kind of caught my eye on the uh, Nintendo Switch eShop. Just like, oh, it looks cool. I put it on my wish list and then saw it on sale and like, oh, yeah, I'll snag this. And again, it's got the demo there. So no reason not to check it out. I had I, no I clue really, on the demo. Really, this is like on my radar that I've seen a couple people on Twitter be like, oh, yeah, Kunai is awesome. But like, I really didn't know hardly anything about it and didn't realize the demo was there too but you talking about it now i'm like oh yeah this sounds like my jam too yeah and that that demo might be a new addition because i feel like i would have checked it out before if it was if it was there i would have checked it out yeah so i don't know but it just yeah really fluid gameplay nice if you like platforming and if you like kind of like i don't always love metroidvania so we'll see if my opinion changes when i get a little deeper once i get stuck uh per (laughs) usual like i do in every metroidvania but I, i again i just i like the different like palettes and stuff as you get into different zones and territories, like just really cool. I, I really, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like the chip tunes, like in the trailer, at least like, and in some of the songs in the game, like I'm talking like donkey Kong country okay. level vibes like okay. that. Again, I'm overselling, I'm overselling a little bit, but like, it's got those like bendy, like ambient uh-huh. vibey, like riffy guitars, you know, like, oh, I love just, that portmanteau. Yes, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So I'm really excited to play more. And yeah, if, if anybody checks out the demo, we'll probably I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about this some more because I'm, I'm pumped to check it out. That grappling hook again. I can't express how cool that is. I, for example, real quick, one of the upgrades you can actually is slingshot. And I'm, I don't know 100 percent. I haven't unlocked this yet, but it looks like what you're going to be able to do is use your left and right kunai to like hold yourself against like a ceiling and then pull downwards and like slingshot launch yourself nice upwards or at least in another direction so nice. yes man, it it, it uh, i just can't i can't wait to play more of this game but uh why don't i kick it over to you randall because i know uh you've been putting a decent amount of time i feel like you've been playing this game for a while yeah it's been on the back burner no grappling hooks here unfortunately <laughs> but it's been on the back burner for a while and i've just kind of it's been my like secondary game for a good long while uh, yeah which is good because there's a lot to dig into here there's there's quite a bit of uh different campaigns and content this is hand of fate 2 that i'm gonna be talking about uh a game that nice. I bought on sale. It's actually been out for a while. It came out on Switch uh, in 2017, I want to say. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, Defiant Development is the developer. Um, and this okay. is interesting. What what caught my eye is it's, it's really unlike any other game that I'd played. It's kind of got like a choose-your-own-adventure quality to it. It's like a Dungeons & Dragons-style tabletop video game thing going on here um but they're able to take advantage of the video game interactive aspects of it to make it something pretty unique i think um so the core of it is you're kind of collecting these cards to go out on a on a campaign essentially and there's a a series of different campaigns um, that start off pretty easy Uh, and get progressively harder but those campaigns have you select like these encounter cards uh and often when you first get them you don't know exactly what they'll do they'll just be a title and some kind of card art um and then you put them into your kind of campaign deck uh along with uh weapon cards uh, a companion card and supplies and then you know as you start your campaign there's this kind of hooded narrator figure that kind of tells you you know the journey you're about to take and kind of gives you some 
you know, set up dialogue on, on the quest that you're about to go on uh, and sets these cards face down on the table for your little pewter figurine to kind of jump onto card by card and kind of choose the path that you're going to take. And then as you land on those cards, they flip over and it's, oh, it's an encounter with goblins. And the goblins want to know if you have 10 gold and, you know, you can either choose to give them the 10 gold if you have it or, you know, fight them or try to run away. And, you know, based on the choices you make there, you might be rolling dice, uh, you know, virtually that. And if you roll the dice a certain number, you've, you know, passed that gauntlet challenge or not or avoided combat or you know, if you didn't roll the proper dice, you might lose that money or have to fight those goblins and, you know, lose points of your health, which, you know, you have a, a health meter that once that's gone, that quest is over. You have to start again from the beginning. Um, but really cool that way where, you know, th- there are elements where it's it's an advantage to you to kind of replay some of these campaigns uh, as you see these cards more than once you kind of get to know okay this is the goblins one so you know let me make sure that i've got this certain weapon or enough gold before i hit this card if i can help it to uh to better deal with this encounter uh, essentially um but it's cool i you know i was a fan of these kind of choose your own adventure books as a kid even though it could be like you flip to page 76 and you're dead right like that's just a (laughs) a conceit that you have to live with uh and with these some of these things and and that's kind of similar in the hand of fate too where you know you have these different dialogue choices and you don't quite know what's behind the surface uh until you make those choices uh yeah so consider that jank or not, but you know I kind of like the whimsy of of those type of of experiences. Uh, well, and that is a board game experience. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're trying to get some of that element, there is just that ele- there's that element of chance in any kind of game exactly. involving dice or anything like that. So exactly. Um, so that's kind of the the main aspect is you know flipping those cards at, with your figurine to try and you know uncover the the good encounters uh, to gather more gold, gather more supplies, uh, get a better weapon that you can equip, uh, and essentially get to the uh, Ascension card, which would take you either to the next level or to, you know, a final boss encounter that would let you complete that campaign. Um, But the other aspect of this game, besides the, the the card encounters and you know the flipping cards is going into battle essentially i was just gonna say i was like i'm pretty sure i've seen like some action clips of this game i was like i'm waiting for you to talk about the battles what's going on here (laughs) the reason that i haven't talked about the battles yet is because they're not super notable i would say okay Uh, the combat's ultimately pretty basic and and it's fine for me as someone that's played a lot of like gauntlet legends or pretty basic beat-em-ups it's or even Diablo, I, I'm, and I'm not trying to trash on Diablo. I just mean like that kind of like that kind of experience. That kind of yeah, I would say Diablo is a little bit more complex than this is. But mm. yeah, in general, you could like you know mash on the buttons essentially to try and win. And you know yeah. you'll get in trouble if you just mash on the buttons in this combat encounter too, where like the enemies will will kind of tell you they're, you know, about to attack with an attack that you can block or one that you can't block. And, you know, you either get the hell out of the way or try to interrupt their attack. 
Um, but that's about the extent of the complexity of that combat besides your companion character, which can give you a shield. Or if you flip out to a different companion character, he might be more of like a buff fighter alongside of you uh, rather than someone that, you know, is a magician that gives you a shield and can shoot like long range attacks, but might not have much defense. But I mean, that part of it's it's essentially shallow, but it's never really bothered me either. Uh, you know, the only thing that bothered yeah. me about that aspect is like the loading times, at least on Switch, are a little long to get into that combat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a little rough. Uh, but again, I've I played through I've played through at least successfully five or six of the campaigns, and that's playing most of them multiple times. Uh, you know, I've put several yeah. hours into this. Uh and I've enjoyed yeah, I was gonna it. say I've seen you hop on like many times when I'm on the switch playing whatever. I always see like Randall's playing Hand of Fate again. I wonder why he hasn't talked about this on the podcast <laughs> yet. But it it honestly sounds like a, a nice background game. It like is. a uh you know, not totally different comparison, but like Stardew Valley was that for me for yep. a long time of just like I don't know what to play, or I just like I wake up in the morning, I just do this for a little while to just kind of zen out for a minute. Yeah, and it's that too. And it's it's especially like Lately, life's been pretty busy, so getting into something that's super intense that I've got to put my full brain power into is just, I'm not going to be successful at that, right? Where this is yeah, just a, te- just a little bit more passive, where it's just like, it's mostly telling me a story, and then when I get into the combat, it's pretty, it's mostly pretty basic and kind of just dumb mashing on things, and you know, that's fine too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's engaging enough. Yes, it's engaging enough, it's telling me a story, it's fun, and I'm getting progression of like I'm getting new encounter cards, you know, certain cards uh, that you get, you can choose to be in your campaign that will, if you do the win state on those specific encounters, will unlock new weapons or new cards or like, so there's like elements that are even a a step deeper on some of those things that like reward you for replaying uh, certain cards or encounters. Um, there's also a yeah. mar- main narrator, and the voice acting's pretty good, although sometimes I feel like you're talking over when I'm trying to read text on the screen, too, so that's a little, like, mm-hmm. just stop talking for a second. But Disorienting yeah. and distracting, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, I have, a really, I have a really fun time with this game, and there's DLC that's already out there for it, and I will pick up nice. that DLC, uh, especially if, if, it, if when it goes on sale. Because uh, I'm enjoying. I was just it. gonna say, I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out on this one for uh, on sale because it looks really cool. It's fun and it's a really unique experience. There's not a lot else out there. I think that's exactly like what it's offering. Um, that it, combines all of those elements. Yeah. yeah, and it's a really good match for Switch too. I think it's it's got a real portable aspect to it that way. The the storytelling uh, that I really enjoy. So. It sounds like the perfect game to like cozy up handheld like before bed. Yes. Like let me just lay in bed and play a chapter. I, I don't know how long they are, but play like a mission or two or whatever. Yeah, it typically like you can do one in I don't know 20 30 minutes pretty easily. So I'm, I would perfect. Say, on yeah, average uh, sounds yeah. ideal. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm adding this to the wish list for there sure. You go. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, a couple more things to talk about tonight real quick. Uh, after DJ a couple weeks ago when he was on the podcast last talked about some uh, BitTrip, uh, just kind of the series in general, he mentioned he was playing BitTrip Fate and then uh, or played through BitTrip Fate, nice. which is the last game in like the kind of a series, I think. Second, second to last. last, second no, to last. I'm, I'm going to hold John, your feet to the fire on one <laughs> I know, of my favorite John's series the expert of all time. Over here. <laughs> John's the expert over here. 
Um, but then I think he said he was playing through the runner games as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's what he kind of touched on. I, we talked a little bit of bit trip on that episode. Um, but then he got me kind of, I still have my Wii U hooked up and I was like, you know, let me, and I, and I know the Wii, uh, shop channel is shut down, but you can still go on the Wii shop channel and re-download the games that you've already downloaded. Oh, wow. It still like runs. So it was actually, it was a blast to like reboot up that music and oh, hear the that's little, nice. it's, oh, it's, it was, I almost wanted to like, man, let me just turn on the stream right now and <laughs> just, just like, the- <laughs> let this music chill out for a minute. <laughs> Uh, but I ended up, uh, yeah, I ended up because DJ was talking about the bit trip stuff. I was like, let me uh, boot this up and do a little stream of a uh, bit trip beat. And uh, I ended up playing for about an hour and I was thinking like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just play some bit trip games. I'll beat bit trip beat real quick. No, <laughs> sir. No, sir. I beat the first level, which was uh, like by the skin of my teeth. And then I can't even beat the second level. I played for, again, about an hour and it I the only gripe I'll throw at the game is like that when you lose or get a game over or die or whatever, it you gotta start from the very beginning of the song and it's just there's no checkpoints. And I know that's the point, but it's like <laughs> and essentially if you're not familiar with the game, it's like a, a pong rhythm game essentially where like pellets will fly at the screen that have all sorts of different patterns to them, and you have to control your pong paddle with gyro controls. Um, at least if you're playing on Wii U or if you're playing on PS five, which is what DJ said, he had the gyro controls as well. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, I had a really good time with this one. Like it kind of took me back to like browsing the E or, uh, not the eShop, but the Wii shop channel (laughs) and, uh, checking out the WiiWare games and all that stuff. Like I was like, I was thinking about, I didn't end up doing it, but I was like, I I installed fluidity as well. Cause I was like, Oh, let me break out some gyro, uh, WiiWare games. And again, I got kind of sucked into slash stumped by bit trip beat (laughs) after like just losing over and over again. But yeah, just, I, I will say I'm excited to like dig into more of the, bit trip series like now that dj kind of brought it up it, it i just really want to dig into those and again john i know you're a huge fan and i think we're all pretty big fans of rhythm games in general oh, yeah. like ever since i played these i've been sitting here and i got my video game shelf next to me and i'm looking at elite beat agents and oh, rhythm heaven man. on the ds and i'm like man i'm just itching to play some of these games um but yeah john i why don't you talk a little about some of this stuff <laughs> well yeah i was i was wondering how like do you have all of the original bit trip series i do yeah i have them all on the WiiWare, and then i did buy the collection i did on, too on the 3ds oh i got a wii i and Ooh. the 3ds version is i don't want to say terrible but it's like unfair but like so for example like instead of the gyro controls you can control that paddle with a touch screen so it's like you have so much more control like it's it's a different game it's a different game i'm very interested to see yeah like especially on 3ds like how a game like fate would control like if you can i feel like that maybe be an easier one for me personally just because like that we talked about that on the podcast about how that's like kind of an on rails shooter, but the rail is very, it's not just a like set forward and backward. It like goes up, it goes down, it curves around. Right. And it's, I wonder if like having a stylus control in addition to that would make it easier. But again, I don't know how that controls on 3DS. Yeah. Might for on that one, they might not even have the touch controls, although I'm sure they implemented it in some way. 
Um, but even it got me thinking about Bit Trip Void is really cool. Yeah. Like that was one of my favorites of the series Void where you're up. kind of like it's like a bullet hell, like avoid them up more than anything. But yeah. you kind of like suck things in as like you kind of like play as a black hole uh, yeah. almost. I, I, it's been a while since I played that one. You but avoid the white pellets and you get the black yes. pellets. But every time that you get a black pellet you, you increase grow. in size oh, oh, that game is good oh, it's such that game is really void good. is incredible <laughs> uh, but yes and you can uh you had a button i believe it was either the a button or like one of the triggers because it was the Wiimote nunchuck and mm-hmm. you press one of the buttons to automatically go back down to the lowest or smallest size circle Man, void rules. My personal favorite, I think, is also like one of the least favorites, like critically acclaimed. You're a core fan, aren't I'm, you? Core is my absolute <laughs> favorite. And and it, the only reason I, I think I genuinely, the only thing I have against it is that it's so hard. It's, like oh. we have talked about how hard these games oh, are. Oh, they're all it hard. It is so hard. Yes. Yeah. Core Something about so it hard. clicks with me, like in a way that, like, I. It is one of those games, yeah. I've never beat Runner and I never beat Fate, but I beat all the other ones. And, like, yeah. Runner, you don't know. I know. Hey, the I, first Runner is good. Yeah. It is good, but we, we've, we talked we've, about it a little bit on the every podcast. Every single time we bring up Runner. Every we, time, yeah. It's. it's, a, it's the like, the beats are aligned to, to beat a dead horse to beat a dead horse i hate that expression <laughs> to um, run a dead horse mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like the 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 beats are or whatever the notes are sunk up to the obstacle that you're clearing they are. to when you're pressing the button do, do, do. so you're you're always having to like you feel out of sync with the game almost while you're playing yep. it you have to like kind of just make, not pay attention to the music basically which when you Which were bringing defeats up the purpose like elite beat agents and rhythm heaven like those are games that yeah like and rhythm heaven i haven't played that much like i just remember that beyonce commercial and i bought it <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> and i played a decent amount association of it. i have with it but that rules <laughs> well i just it, it's kind of like rhythm heaven is almost like a wario where yes. beats elite it's, beat agents and yep. I, I only played like i've definitely played a decent amount but it's been I haven't played it since like I bought it when it came out. That 3DS collection was really good too. They did a Rhythm Heaven. Oh, I, I like forgot that they came out with. Didn't they put one out on Wii or Wii U as well? Yeah. They did some kind of Rhythm Heaven yeah. thing. Definitely. Uh, we 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 for sure had Rhythm Heaven. Yes. Okay. Okay. Which one. may have been in Wii U as well, but man, yeah, that's that's a series that I wish Nintendo would bring back. Yeah, seriously, and WarioWare for that matter. Yep. Yes, and Elite Beat Agents for that matter. All these series, Golden yeah, because like, Star didn't, Fox yeah. and Metroid. Yeah. Elite Beat Agents yes. had a had a previous game only in Japan. Like there was a, a sequel Owenden. slash prequel. What's that? Owenden, the Owenden yeah. games. Yes. I had that yeah. way back in the day on my uh, old like ROM cart on my DS <laughs> that I had way back in the day. On I the grabbed DS them Lite. both like five years ago when I felt DS games climbing to the moon. You have yeah. you've got a physical copy of that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We got to talk about those games then sometime on the podcast, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Th- those are some awesome rhythm games. They are. absolutely. Yeah. And I know just like, I guess briefly, John, since you got your computer all hooked up, I know you've been kind of 
we've mentioned Randall and I have kind of been dipping into the retro stuff a little bit more lately and checking out like got a little bit of a setup to make things more convenient for playing the homebrew games and just, you know, playing things on our computer at a at a slightly more easier, easier to access. Uh, access. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you kind of got like a little Game Boy Advance set up going on your computer, John, and I anything you're like playing slash excited to play or anything like that. I mean, it, all the games like I'm, I'm being a, a good, good emulator boy and only playing the games that I own. Yeah. <laughs> physical yep. cartridge. Yep. That's, like, that's the way to do it. Same page there. That's the way to do it. Yep. Except for a few exceptions from previous episodes. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah like but that's within reason yeah honestly like i'm i'm just replaying like castlevania circle of the moon for the umpteenth time <laughs> like, it's an excellent game it's great yeah. yeah final fantasy tactics advance like games that you know i have full uh files on all my carts like i don't want to delete any of those and just, right why not just start a new version of Pokemon Emerald for the hundredth time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And it is like the the one thing that I'll use the emulators for outside of like getting super rare games that are just completely out of like reasonable reach. Right. Yeah, basically, they don't uh, exist financially anymore, yeah. like Ninja Five O. Speaking of exactly, Game Boy that was one of the ones that was. I actually already downloaded it, mm-hmm. and I uh, I downloaded that, and I actually downloaded these Bit Generations games, which I haven't played any of yet. Oh, although yeah, I did post, play them yeah. way back in the day. Yeah, I posted it in the Discord. They were like these very minimalist games that were on the Game Boy Advance. I think only in Japan. They might have been in PAL as well, but I'm pretty sure only Japan. But just like really minimalist puzzle games, like to the point where like there's some or some of them are more like action arcadey, but like very like reminiscent of like a lot of these like little indie games that I talk about sometimes on the podcast, which is like one little quirky mechanic or something yeah. like one of the games is actually it, it does have visuals, but I believe you can play it entirely like with audio, like if you, you're supposed to wear headphones and like. You know, it'll, you'll be able to tell like, oh, I need to move to the right because there's a sound coming from oh, the right. Oh, man. Like I, I'm not. It's called like sound, not sound Dodger. I forget the name, but there's like seven or eight games. There's quite a few of them. That there's sounds like dial dial hex is like a really cool puzzle game uh, that you know what? They were those. Remember those art style games yeah. on WiiWare? Yeah. Yes. That was like an extension of that series, actually. That to, <laughs> like that was like an a continuation to the best of my knowledge. So there was like light tracks on I, I had a couple of those on the Wii. Right. Uh, light tracks and something else, I think. But yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to kind of delve into some of those where, yeah, like you said, Randall, like Ninja Five O, yeah. the stuff that's really out of reach. Yeah. The stuff that like I you know, like it's just a little inconvenient to bust out a Game Boy Advance all the time. So to be able to play like the Klonoa handheld yeah. games. At the drop of those a hat, are good too. just yeah, those are great yeah. little puzzle platformers. Not as good as Klonoa one and two, but they're still pretty solid. Yep. Um, but yeah, anything uh, I know you've got that set up too, Randall. Anything you're kind of excited to delve into on the emulator front or? Man, good question. I really do want to play Ninja Five O at some point. Yeah. Let, let me know. Let's sync up on that because it's it's interesting. It it doesn't appeal to me graphically all that much. Like yeah. it's got that like Mortal Kombat kind of like 
real people in it kind of graphics. I always thought it was looked a little different, but I actually recently looked it up and I was like, oh, that's not what I remember this game looking like. But Mm -hmm. I always hear the best things about the mechanics and like the way the game plays. Yeah. It even has kind of that grappling hook, kind of like two nine, like a little momentum situation. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the last vestige of like true like 16 bit and 32 bit sprite type of graphics. I feel like in a real way. And that that just always is going to have a lot of appeal to me, that kind of Game Boy Advance DS era for that reason alone. Yeah, and they really look so great. Like to be able to blow them up on oh, a bigger yeah. screen, it's like, man, these look great. It doesn't need to be crunched down to a tiny screen to look good. No, it doesn't. And that's why I love, like, I've got that GameCube Game Boy player, and there's all kinds of crazy ticky tacky things you can do with that to get that playing. The, the Game Boy Advance games that I actually do have, let alone the Game Boy Color and Game Boy games. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Do you prefer to play that route as opposed to, like, if you had the choice, like, would you pr- just out of convenience, would you prefer to have the GameCube player and and play that route or would you prefer to just be, let me just boot this up on the computer? Uh, I, I like the Game Boy player, but it, it is kind of ticky tacky to get it to look as good as I want it to look, because then you need like this whole uh, action replay setup where you have to boot the GameCube in this different <laughs> mode first and then load this thing called Swiss that allows that forces the GameCube to boot into t- 240p <laughs> to then load up a Game Boy Advance game in the resolution and upscale it properly to your TV. It's, this is all too much, but this is like, that's the kind of things that I do when it comes to this sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> my, my biggest gripe, I had the Game Boy player. I actually got rid of it uh, after a while for the GameCube because I didn't like playing those games with a GameCube controller. Like, it just felt weird. So, but I guess you could release a controller specifically for that purpose. And unfortunately, that controller is also out of reach now. Um, well, you know what? You could probably hook up the Game Boy Advance to the GameCube with that adapter. Yes, you can. Use that as a controller. I didn't even think about you that. 100% you 100% totally can do can. that. Yes. That's what. That's the way you need to play that game. You could absolutely do that. Nice. Yep. Nice. Well, yeah, I, I think we're probably going to be dipping into some more retro stuff a little more frequently, whether it's emulation or, uh, or true retro or homebrew retro oh, or yeah. whatever it might be. But We'll definitely be dipping into those waters some more uh, in the future. But uh, I think we can probably wrap things up this week there, guys, if uh, we're going to call it a week. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, you can find us on the Internet, as always, at PursuingPixels.com. I got a nice convenient link tree for everything. Link tree slash Pursuing Pixels. You can find Twitter, Instagram, Discord. Yeah, come hang out. Twitch, YouTube. Come hang, come chat. Let us know games we should check out, games we should talk about, Mm -hmm. games that you know let us know what we're wrong about whatever whatever (laughs) (laughs) shoot us an email pursuing pixels at gmail.com we got a really nice email the other day uh all the way from ireland really really cool from uh, mark so shout out to mark yeah and uh yeah thanks for tuning in thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next week take care bye bye see ya jeter is solid he's a michigan boy jeter Michigan. He always seemed like a nice guy to me, like for a for a huge mega baseball star. Kind of has a punchable face, but that I can't. He hold does. That he does. <laughs> he does have like a smug. Like you're just like, hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Man. So does oh, A Rod for I, that matter. So oh, yeah, the A-Rod the story especially. was that Alex Rodriguez is buying the Timberwolves. Yep. And 
Uh, what about Kevin Garnett? Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is thorny territory. <sighs> this is very. Thorny. I hate Kevin Garnett. Shut no, up! I love Kevin Garnett. He sucks, man. He's rules. You know He's the he best. Sucks. Um. Anyway, Kevin Garnett's amazing possible? at defense. That's why I love him. When they won, I, I I just hated that Celtics team so much when they won the championship. Yeah, that sure, Celtics that's fair. team sucks, but yeah, Paul Pierce sucks. And that's I, okay. I, all yeah. of them, Paul Pierce, Rondo, I hated everyone on that team. Rondo's kind of awesome, even though he sucks. Again, he's, he's they, they're awesome player. Like Rondo's amazing. Yeah, yes. he's kind of like a a better Westbrook, in my opinion. They're, I don't even think those are two comparable players. <laughs> don't they play the same position at least? Kind of. Yeah, but like. They're like um, the same size. I don't watch much basketball. Yeah, Rondo is please. way more like an assist machine, whereas yeah, okay. like uh, like Ron, uh, Rondo, I would not say ball. is a scoring. <laughs> yeah, Westbrook is okay, a bowling yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but so A Rod is buying uh, the Timberwolves, or is it, yeah going to own the Timberwolves, and they asked Anthony Edwards. Number one pick and rookie Anthony Edwards. It's like, oh, what do you think about uh, a, like Alex Rodriguez buying the team? And he's like, uh, I know he's the owner. I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's the best. But like, like another rich guy. I don't know. Yeah, but like <laughs> then like someone dug up a uh, like uh, an interview he did like uh, maybe a year ago or something where like he was like oh yeah i played uh i played baseball and they're like it was i was like i was great i could have been in the mlb i was uh played a uh, pitcher shortstop center field <laughs> anthony edwards is an athletic fucking monster oh though. he's incredible i believe it but like yeah. also like he's just talking about like he's like oh i don't know what ba- much about baseball and then like people found was like you literally just are talking nonstop about baseball in this interview like yeah. he he does a lot of like joke interviews and yeah. stuff like he's okay, okay. a really good personality he's hilarious and he's like only 19 i i still. already like this guy i yeah. know i already like this guy so like it is People don't know if he's just doing like because he's also a really good like at like keeping a straight face. Yeah. So no, like I, it could be either way. He could either be like a weird young kid who doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is, or he could be just doing a bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta think if you paid any attention to right. sports, even not even baseball, just sports. Like you would know a rod like on sports center. They always fucking talk about him like it. You know what I mean? If you pay attention, if you're plugged into that world, but he's 19. So you don't ever know. But even still like 19. So he was born in what? 2003, 2002. Yeah. One, two, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. One or two. And that means so. And if a rod, you said, yeah, he would come on. Yeah. He should still probably know. Eighth grade, he's a bit playing baseball and yeah. he doesn't know who A Rod is. Right. Come on, he should man. still probably know. Yeah. So like, it's a it's gotta be a bit, but that's still awesome. Especially when he's the owner of your team. Right. <laughs> you're trolling it's like you're trolling like another owner. And you're it wasn't your breaking news. It was like after the fact, they're like like it was announced that Alex Rodriguez was buying the team, and then like the day later too, like they're like yeah, I don't know. Let's ask the face of the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. I like this Anthony Edwards is dope, though. That guy throws down, like, fucking NBA jam type of dunks. Yeah. Like, he's okay. a monster. 